And we're back again live in the studio with Jasmine and Ja. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. Yeah, that was little James one two on the mic. Hey, it's bro, Toss wow. The truth is here. It's your boy James, always coming after you with another hot and fire episode of Real Talk Sports, episode four. And of course, I got my homies with me. The real homie, though, because she actually came to the crib. Unlike some other people, was lazy to stay at the house, though. Person I'm, not even, yeah, I'm you know, not even gonna hold you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. if I am the jerk of the show, I can be honest. Yeah, y'all, you wasn't. I'm gonna be honest, James. I didn't want to see your face today, so I stayed in my bed. So, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm. Hey, hey, guys, I'm Showtime, and I'm, I'm the jerk of the show, and I'm definitely not here. I'm not there, but I mean, once again, I don't feel like seeing the choke of a fan that James is. Um, but Jasmine, I didn't want to see you, so hello. Hey, friend. What's up? Good morning, everyone. It's Jazz. I'm the madam of the show. It's good to be here. Miss you, Josh. I'm glad you could at least. I'm glad you could at least call in. I'm sure don't. Well, we know James no, doesn't. But after that comment, though, we can end this podcast. We don't. Right we now. don't have any beef. I don't have any hey, beef. I will see you guys. Hey, look, I will see you guys next week. Cause that look like this. Well, football season, so I'm not working Sundays anymore anyway. So I'll be there. Oh, that's even better. Sounds wonderful. Yes, that sounds cool. Yeah, football's over my other job. Yeah. But yeah. My boss is with me. No, man, you're good. But I do appreciate you calling in, man. You know, getting with the team on Sunday, like like usual. Uh, but hey, guys. So for today's for the starting lineup, we got a lot to cover. Uh, number one, Kyrie situation. You know what's going on with that? How how that's kind of impacting the league, especially for the Cavaliers. Uh, a little updates on training camp. Um, the John Joe situation, not situation really. The John Joe's fight and how that just kind of um, propelled him back into the scene again. Uh, and then we got L of the Week, of course. Josh, he has the honors. And um, Let Me Know Challenge. And the challenge for the week, or actually for the past two weeks, was if you wanted, if you were to meet a famous athlete, uh, who would you want to meet? Not meet, but I, I like Josh's way he said it. Not meeting somebody, but like if you want to like chill, hang out, you know, do your thing. Like who would you want to do all that with and why? And I think that was a pretty cool topic. A lot of people had different ways of saying what they wanted to say. Uh, some very interesting uh, comments, though. But yeah, that's the show for today, guys. And we're going to kind of get started off with our first topic of the day, which is Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew, um, Jasmine. You know, already know. It's been a lot of talk going on about that right now, and what's what's like the whole situation between Kyrie and the Cavs and Dan Gilbert and what they want to do with this man and how he feels like he's in the shadow of LeBron. And you know, everybody has their all different opinions and what they feel like was going on with Kyrie. But you know, I kind of want to you know get the ball started with you though, Jasmine. You're like, what's your take on Kyrie and and how he is handling you know the way he's feeling right now? Um, I think that the way he's handling it is I don't necessarily agree with the way he's handling it. Um, I think that these should have been conversations that were being had between LeBron and Dan Gilbert before maybe necessarily the general public found mm-hmm. out. So I don't I wouldn't have handled it that way as far as letting everyone else know before maybe LeBron and Dan Gilbert have been sat down with and had a conversation. Um, I I do get it from both sides. In my opinion, I respect how Kyrie feels. I think he is a top player. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I I can't really imagine that anyone would go on a team with LeBron James and think that they were going to be the top dog. Mm -hmm. I just really don't know how anyone could feel that. Um, way I feel as though when LeBron went to Miami, 
Um, and we saw Dwayne Wade eventually defer to LeBron. That should have really set the the standard um, for everyone to understand that if he comes on your team, you're going to have to defer to him uh, because of who he is and because of how he's viewed as the best player um, in the game right now. And I still think that that holds true. Like in a one-on-one situation, I do think that LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. Um, There are people who are on his heels. I definitely think as he ages and he continues to accrue more and more. Yeah, I I really, I was going to say, I wasn't going to name any names, but I do think that there are people who are on his heels. I even think Kawhi Leonard is on his heels when you're looking at both sides of the basketball, Mm -hmm. um, both sides of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that LeBron is handling it in stride. If I were... Um, if I were LeBron, I don't know if I would have been handling it so tactfully, but my, I think my bigger issue with the whole Kyrie thing is you really have no moves, Kyrie. No. You signed an extension. If you knew that you felt like this before, why would you have agreed to sign that extension? Um, I really think that Kyrie's feelings were exacerbated when they lost Mm -hmm. in the NBA Finals. I really believe had they not lost in the NBA Finals, we would not be having this conversation. I absolutely believe that. Like, there's nothing that anyone can say to convince me that had the Cavs won, if the Cavs were the reigning champions like they were last year, we would not be having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving would not want a trade. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says. We always talk about it on our show that winning cures everything. I think that his feelings, I think he also sees the writing on the wall. I, I don't think that he believes LeBron is going to be there after next year. And so I think he is also in a place where it's like, well, why am I going to stay on a team that after LeBron leaves next year isn't going to necessarily stand a chance of winning an NBA championship? I th- and which I understand, but then you shouldn't have signed your extension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, that, if that was going to be how it was, you shouldn't have signed your extension. I really don't feel like... Kyrie at this point has any moves. I think Kyrie is going to be stuck as a Cavalier because, as as Dan Gilbert has said, we expect him in training camp. He has a contract to uphold. I think he's going to be stuck as a Cavalier, and I think LeBron will be taking his talent somewhere else next year. I agree. Um, Jasmine, that was some really good points, so especially the point you made about if the Cavaliers never have won the championship in 2016, we wouldn't even be having this discussion right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a true point because, like, Josh, to your point, like, what we're about to talk about later on today is, you know, like you said, it, would you rather be a Hall of Famer or have a ring? That ring really means a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so when people don't get that ring, you see moves like Paul George and Kevin Durant. Like, they want it. They were hungry for it. They feel mm-hmm. like Hall of Fame says, eh, it's okay. Paul George don't want to be Reggie Miller. He want a ring. He want. He don't want to be stuck in the shadow of like, oh, I'm a great player, but I don't have no ring. So Kyrie, you know, even though he has that ring now, I just feel like if he never did, is this wouldn't even be a conversation of topic. But the other thing that kills me though is that you know, LeBron fans, I understand where you guys are coming from. I understand that you guys feel like Kyrie's being selfish. That he's feel like that he he feels like he should not be in the, in the shadow of LeBron. Like you feel like he hasn't had. 
Like, Kyrie's success would not be the way it is if LeBron was not on that team. Now, granted, Kyrie did have some success before LeBron got there. Those two years when him and Tristan Thompson were running the show. But, but he never carried but his no, team to no, the NBA not. Finals. They won 23 games and exactly. 30 games. And then LeBron goes there they're in the NBA Finals. Boom, right there. And that's why I don't really understand what cards... Kyrie feels he has to he has mm-hmm. um in this situation like I really cannot think of a team that Kyrie could go to other than staying with the Cavs where he would make that team an automatic mm-hmm. NBA finals contender which also makes me believe that Kyrie is not chasing rings because all of the teams in the west in my opinion, they have their point guards. Mm-hmm. All of the top teams who are contending for a ring in the West have their point guard. Um, and so I, that's why I say I don't really see a team that he could go to in which he would make the, where, okay, now this team is an NBA Finals contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, I don't see that. I don't see that squad. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, but other thing too is that a lot of people see has seen this coming from Kyrie because they really feel like okay, I see this guy's maturing, he's growing, he's getting, he's becoming a better player, and like um, some 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 you know veterans out there say, oh yeah, I can see that move coming. I understand that he wants to really do his own thing and really kind of propel the team in his own liking as well. But at the same time, though, when, when you can't just be the only guy on the team, like you got to have other role players on there to really make the team succeed. And I just really feel like if you if you, you LeBron situation, he really helped you. Mm-hmm. Get to that point where you're always consistently good and always won, and always winning. Like it, I know people say, oh well, Kyrie's the reason why they won the first championship. He has a last minute shot. Oh, Kyrie's the reason why they won be go to state the next year because he had a last minute shot. I mean, that's one shot that he made. But look at the whole overall work of every every other game they played between him and LeBron. It was him and LeBron. And even this past finals, it was just LeBron. Mm-hmm. So it's like he averaged a triple double. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. don't don't lie. Well, you gonna say J.R. Smith off his one two games that he had randomly shooting threes from everywhere on the court? Kyrie didn't play bad. What are you talking about? I'm not saying he played bad. We're not saying he I'm played saying bad. He didn't play overall good basketball. LeBron played end to end. Kyrie played one end. He didn't ever. He did not play great defense at all. Well, Kyrie doesn't play defense. Hold on, hold on. LeBron played like trash on defense. What are you talking about? LeBron does not play like trash on defense. I'm sorry. I I, I have to I disagree. He does not play like trash on defense. Did you not see the final? I, I mean, if you if you, if you see the finals, especially in game was it game six that he lost a game five. In game five. I mean, by that time, the man's done everything in his power that he could I, to I make mean, to get the team over the over the hump. That, he can't do it all on his own. Like, he ran out. He probably hey, was fatigued and ran James, out of energy. James, What's up? James, that sounds like a PP to me. That's a personal problem. That ain't no personal I, problem. You, That's you, called you, overloading you, your workload you, and, you, and trying you, to make you, the team better. He he. That man did it all on his own. I, I have to agree with Josh as far as defense. Hold on, hold on. You've been resting literally the whole season for this moment. You didn't play all 82 games. You were resting because you were trying to save yourself for the finals and for the playoffs. Guess what? You got to the playoffs, you got to the finals, and your defense was trash. The Warriors are shooting 56 Yeah, the defense was trash, game. but LeBron tried to coincide that, that trash defense with reason, his own. And this is the reason why Kyrie wants to leave, because people consistently scratch on him. And they, like, give all the credit to LeBron. How many posts have we seen the Warriors had to get KD just to beat LeBron? Oh, I didn't know that Kyrie wasn't on the team or Kevin Love was on the team or J.R. Smith was on the team. They constantly try to act like it's just LeBron. And every time LeBron wins a championship, it's just LeBron. Like, he doesn't have No, that's a great point. And that's about to be to my next point, too, but go ahead. 
And that personally would annoy me. Like, I don't want to be on the team. Instead of being like, I'd be balling out. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a liability on defense, but let's be realistic. So it's pretty much everybody else on that team. Yeah, so everybody like, on that team doesn't play mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, so I'm like, you're not going to say I'm the only one that's really constantly giving you good points. Like, sure, I make bad decisions sometimes, but at the end of the day, who's the best shooter? No, great. No. I don't disagree with you. Kyrie, offensive scoring and the way he's like putting numbers on the board, like that's that's people see that. We, we you know how crazy he can get. He can really turn it up, though, bro. I, I think to that point, though, my only argument against that point, Josh, is that's fine. Like I can understand that how that's annoying. Nevertheless, one, it gets cured if they had won. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Had they won this year, you don't hear this. And number two. You knew that before you signed your extension. It this nothing has changed in Cleveland with everything being accredited to LeBron when they win and accredited to everyone else when they lose between when LeBron got there and now. And so that hasn't changed. So my only issue with Kyrie No one's saying he's not talented. No one's saying he's not one of the top guards in the league. Like, that, for me, that argument has never been made. I've never argued that. My issue is, you knew this when you signed the extension. So why did you sign the extension? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what I would ask. If I were Dan Gilbert, that's honestly what I would ask. What I would ask Kyrie is, why did you sign the extension? Because nothing has changed between now and then. I didn't know the ball was gonna leave. Well, not even that. Uh, here's, here's my take on Jasmine's take, though. But see, for, coming from Dan Gilbert, if Kyrie signs that extension because he felt like the ownership trusted, like if he felt the trust from the ownership for him to stay there long term, they really believe in him. Now, the fact that you remember when that report came out when Cavaliers were searching hard to get Paul George under their squad. Yeah, they were. They searching were hard. Yeah. And the name that they shopped around for get Paul George on that squad was Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And you want to know how a player will feel when you when you sign an extension, you believe in that player, and then you all of a sudden you say, oh, you're, you're chopped liver now. We're going to try to get you out of here so we get a better it's player. It's a business, though. But it's like, a it's, business. It's a but, business. But you're you going to feel some type of way, and you're going to feel like the organization Absolutely. does not want you on that squad. So you're going to want to be traded out of that situation, too. So even not just being in the shadow of LeBron, but for the ownership to not even want you on the team, they want a better player than they presumably see in Paul George than you, then yeah, they don't, he don't want to leave. He don't want to stay there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. That's my defense for Kyrie for one other reason why he probably wants to not stay in Cleveland, which is, you know, it's a fair defense, you know, because I wouldn't want to be, say, my owner told me, like, oh, James, you want to be here for seven years, $110 million contract, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, two years later, oh, James, we're trying to trade you to get another better player than you on the team so we can get us another ring and beat Golden State. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, like, I want to get my feelings. I'm like, what, what? You're like, are you kidding me? It's crazy. No. So all, I'm, sa- all I'm saying is, Without Kyrie, LeBron doesn't get a ring. That's all. I mean, I I don't disagree with that. Like I, I but I don't, I don't think without one another they get a ring. Exactly. Like I don't think oh, that. Hold on, hold on. With, with, without LeBron, Kyrie's not even making playoffs. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, yeah, and so I really do think like it, it's unfortunate to see that their relationship has dissolved to this because. 
I think any true basketball fan can understand that they needed each other to get this pass ring mm-hmm. that they got. Oh, that's a like, there's, there's no way. And so it's unfortunate to see that their relationship has dissolved mm-hmm. to a situation where, you know, they're, they're throwing subliminal messages to one another and throwing subliminal jabs to one another on social media. Like, that, I mean, that's really unfortunate to me. I, I, and that's where I say I feel like it could have been handled differently on Didn't both also, parts. Wasn't they also trying to trade Kyrie? No, that's what James brought up, was that they shopped his name around when they were trying to get Paul George. Mm-hmm. When they were trying to acquire Paul George, they, they shopped his name around. Mm-hmm. I thought also last year they were trying to, like, they were, like, interested in training him. I didn't hear. I didn't say. I didn't hear anything about last year, but it may have been. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't remember. But I know when they were trying to acquire Paul George, yeah. that was the name that they were shopping around. I mean, there was no way that they were going to be able to keep that Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Kevin Love um, yeah. and LeBron, yeah. and still acquire Paul George. Exactly. And let's be honest, no one's going to give you Paul George if you give them Kevin Love. No. <laughs> like the only. The only the only piece other than LeBron James on your your roster that people may be interested in would be like a Thompson. A, a Thompson and like a Maybe. Kyrie Irving kind of situation yeah. where it's like you get these two, we get your one. Mm-hmm. Like those are the only. But I do want to ask you guys this: mm-hmm. What team do you feel Kyrie goes to, if any? And actually makes them a championship caliber team. Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, you, we hit it right there, Josh. Because the reason why I say Timberwolves, they don't have a real true point guard. Their, their point guard right now is um, Jeff T. And you guys really think that they they can beat the Golden State Warriors? No. Hell okay. No. no. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like now they, they become like, a championship. I think they become a playoff they, they team. Become a Western Conference championship uh, candidate. <laughs> to play against at what at what the at what number seven? What you mean? I don't think that they're a top five Western Conference team. Well, Timberwolves? Yes, I don't I think they're we, a top we five. About this last week, what, what, our, what our rankings were? I know we all said Timberwolves like top three. Mm, I have to. You have to reevaluate. I have to reevaluate that. Still, no, even I, if, even if I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're all the way. Up I mean, there. I think they're young and they, they they don't have all that experience so far yet. And they I mean none of them been to the postseason besides the ones that the players that they got over the offseason. If they acquire Kyrie, they make it. They'll be a three-two seed easily, easily because mm-hmm. the other teams you got to go ahead of is is Rockets, Spurs, and Golden State. That's probably one, two, three, and then you got them as four, and then you're gonna get five probably OKC and six the rest of them. I don't know if OKC will be fine. Maybe, maybe. I mean, o- you never know. I mean, Paul, but OKC has Paul George. That's what I'm saying. But I don't. So know, I feel I like they still people. bump ahead of him. I mean, they do in terms of experience and, and veteran leadership and how much you know they they already they but already know that you know. I how think, to get and to I think what people undersell is that supportive role players on OKC. Oh yeah, I, I mean, think people undersell the role players on like OKC. And, and um, At, guy, Stephen Adams. Said, yeah, you know? I was gonna say Adams. They're a really good role player, and that's the another thing they brought up too. To kind of not get away from the Kyrie situation, but they were always saying like Paul George could be like that Kevin Durant that Russell Westbrook had way back. You know, mm-hmm. they, they all put attention on him and then give it to another pure shooter mm-hmm. and shoot on the on the on the corners, and that's exactly what they're looking for, like a, a repetition of what they had with Durant with Paul George coming there. I mean, but okay, but I, I but Paul think, George isn't gonna. I don't see Paul George staying in OKC. No, he's not. He's staying. not staying. Especially Lonzo Ball gets him as the AC as the Lakers. But anyways, yeah. Um, but I still think that Kyrie will have a, a, a great shot at, at the Timberwolves. And again, as a Wizards Possibly. fan, I do not care. Go to the West. 
leave the East looking like some crap because I'll get the Wizards the number two seed or something. Shoot. But see, I don't. I think for me, I don't like that because it doesn't create it doesn't create excitement in oh, the no, NBA. Everybody, the Western like, Conference every, will be the, the teams to watch. On for TV. a really long time. The only time you ever want to watch East team is when it's going to be Cleveland versus Boston, Boston versus the Wizards, Wizards versus Cleveland. Yeah. Who ever cares about the rest of this stuff? Yeah, you don't really care about it. You might want to see the Sixers and all their new people, but who cares? I mean, the Sixers will be a playoff team. It'll be a I playoff just, team. Yeah. I mean, maybe outside. Yeah, they probably would be. I think the Timberwolves would probably be a five. Mm-hmm. I think they'd probably Four be. Four or five. I think the OKC and Timberwolves matchup would be great in the playoffs. I think that'll be. I think that'll be a nice little matchup. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm. I. But do you see? To, my, to me and Josh's point, do you see us like like you see Kyrie King going on Timberwolves? Are you see as a potential team? I mean, I don't. What are they? This is the issue with mm-hmm. the Timberwolves mm-hmm. with Kyrie going there. Mm-hmm. The reason why I feel that. Kyrie going to the Timberwolves is not feasible is because then for you to satisfy LeBron, what pieces are you going to have to steal from the Timberwolves? And that's why I think they drop down because to get Kyrie, they're going to lose some of that talent that they just acquired because you have yeah, to I mean, to satisfy like yeah. you have to lose some of that yeah. new talent that you just acquired to satisfy LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Because this is my thing. I'm thinking forward thinking. I'm thinking in the way of Dan Gilbert. If I do trade Kyrie Irving and I know LeBron James may leave I'm not making a trade for Kyrie Irving that does not result in me acquiring pieces that would at least make LeBron think about staying after next season. Hey, and you talking about staying, that's like um, something like Jimmy Butler coming back there or so. Like but that's what I'm saying. Or, like, you're going to have to acquire fresh, they're, they're young talent. In, in, in the eyes of, of ownership for the Timberwolves, they're untouchable. They're not. They're not living. Well, then they're not going to acquire but that's Kyrie. Why, that's why the conversation's never been. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why it don't never they happen. Don't they don't really need them because they can just do what they got, what they what they have right now. With yeah, Jeff and they're going to they're going to the ride out and see what they can do with yeah. Jeff Teague and with Tyler the roster Jones. they have. But yeah. that's why I'm saying the reason why I think of. I'm thinking about it. I can think about who does not have a true point guard though. That's why I picked the Timberwolves. But it's not to me. It's not realistic. And my question, my question was, what team could he realistically go to and make them? You talking about like the Magic? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You talking about like the Hornets? Uh, I mean, like any team that's not in the West. First of all, you did disrespect him. Oh, I did. Y'all some trash. I want people to the y'all squad. Y'all some trash. Jeremy Lin. But that's let Jeremy Lin be good on my team. Okay. We we got Kemba. We don't need. Him. Oh yeah, Kemba's Kemba. Y'all got Kemba. Send him back to UConn. He won another championship. That's the only thing he's gonna ever gonna get. All right. But no, that's what I'm really thinking. If Kemba was on the Cavs, he would have a ring too. I don't want to hear that. Uh, okay, Josh, that was a great comment. That was, <laughs> so you're such We're a doing guy. a lot of hypotheticals. <laughs> we <today>. are. <laughs> but no, I just wanted to know because I really, like I said, I've really thought about what team is Kyrie trying to go to where he's actually would would make them uh, an NBA like realistically mm-hmm. when we're talking about trades. Clearly, the Cavs are going to want something that could at least entice LeBron to stay mm-hmm. um, after after this coming season. And to me, realistically, there's no team. No, they're not going to part with. They're not going to part with the pieces that they'll have to part with to acquire Kyrie Irving, okay. especially when you've seen that. Kyrie alone cannot cannot carry a team. Mm-mm. 
And that's no that's no dig at Kyrie. That's no, no. shot at his skill set. It's just facts. That's true. Uh, any any more final comments on this? Anybody else got anything they want to say, Josh? You good? Hashtag ask LeBron fans. No worries. <laughs> Hashtag Kyrie, get your shit together. All right. So, moving all along, we had another interesting bout last weekend. Uh, John Jones versus who again, Josh? Did you even see it? Uh, that's why I said who again, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I saw I'm not disrespecting nothing, bro. I saw it even on oh, vacation, okay? Oh, true, true. If you ain't see it, then shut up. Don't even say nothing. I'm not. Let well, that's why I'm leaving the ball in your court, me, sir. Let me handle this. Okay, well, then that's what I said. Josh, who did John Jones, you know, fight against? Who? Oh, my Lord. You don't even know how to say it. All right, guys. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Go just, ahead, just do it, Josh. Just do it. Right, let, me, let me go ahead and break it down, all right? No worries. Last week was UFC 214, okay? Oh, oh with the title, too. Great. Of course, you got it. Um, you got another title. Um, it was um, one of the most hyped uh, cards of the year. There were three title fights: the return of Cyborg, who everybody knows is the most dominant female in um, MMA. That was history. lovely. And finally, she finally got a chance to win the UFC belt, and I was so happy to see that for her because she definitely deserved it, and everyone who hates on her and all this stuff. It is what it is, but she finally got her belt in mm-hmm. dominant fashion. The girl that she fought is tough. And she fought, a sm- honestly, people are trying to say, like, she fought scared, but she fought a smart fight. You mm-hmm. don't just go in there with a girl that's twice your size and just try to plug it out with her. That's how you get KO in the first round. But it was going to happen eventually. Uh, the second fight, or which was the second title fight, was Amy Amaya versus Tyron Woodley. It was a trash fight. Um, Tyron Woodley supposedly had a torn labrum, and I think he just said the other day he tore his hamstring, which, I mean, I understand, but that. That's just an excuse on why he didn't pull the trigger. I've seen him on several fights do the same exact thing, and I know he didn't have a torn lane. He literally stopped 20, I think, 22 takedowns. And I don't, and you guys might not know, but that's a lot of bad ones takedowns to stop. And, um, which was great, but he did absolutely nothing the whole five rounds. But he, went, he retained his belt. No one cares. And the last fight, the fight everybody was looking forward to, was John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. For the people who may not know, and if you don't know, you should know, a.k.a. James. Um, James Cormier is pretty much undefeated. The only person he has ever lost to is John Jones. John Jones, on the other hand, is undefeated. His only loss is from a DQ where he's demolishing the kid. So this is personally probably the two best fighters um, in the same weight class probably we've ever seen, honestly. Like, these two guys are legit. Dan Cormier has beat heavyweights, like knocked out heavyweight champions. John Jones can knock out heavyweight champions. These guys are amazing. So... First fight was great, but extremely close. John Jones pulled it out. John Jones, everybody knows, got in trouble. He's been out the um, he's been out the UFC pretty much two years. He only fought once in two years. So he finally came back. People were wondering if he was going to be a little sluggish. He came out swinging. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but he came yeah, out I did. Playing. I did. He came out serious. Like it was crazy. I was like, wow, John Jones is really trying to knock this dude out. And people who know John Jones knows that John Jones really doesn't have knockout power. So I was like wondering why is he trying to knock him out knowing he really can't knock people out. Mm-hmm. And second round, he started to slow down a little bit. Daniel Cormier started getting in his groove. And he, he won that round, I thought. I thought it was 1-1 one, one going into the third. John Jones came in strong and somehow kicked. Well, it's not somehow. He set up his kicks by doing low kicks, and eventually he fell for it. He got kicked in the head and knocked Daniel Cormier out. Oh. Mind you, this is the first time Daniel Cormier has ever been finished. First time ever been knocked out, anything. Like, so this was... I was when it happened. I was amazed. Like I was just like John Jones is literally the greatest of all time. 
And it's not even – like, at first he was the greatest of all time. Like, last year, the year before, he was the greatest of all time. Now he's the greatest of all time. It's not even a debate. If you debate it – and there's the people who tried to debate it, you're just ignorant. Like, if you look at John Jones and all the people he's fought since he's been in this – people got – he's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's already beat six Hall of Famers. He's already beat six Hall of Famers. There's plenty of people who would be UFC champions, but they can't because he's still the champion. He's been a champion since I think he was 23. And I think what was really impressive was he came back after that that two-year suspension. Exactly. Which to me like, made it even more impressive to watch. Ring rust is just, just like what Shannon Sharp said, because uh, Shannon Sharp was talking about how he um, he didn't feel right. He like had a season-ending surgery, and he came back the next year. He had rust. He didn't he didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's even worse. For fighters and wrestlers, you haven't fought in a year or two, you're going to be rusty. And even though, like, there's certain fighters who don't believe in that, in reality, a lot of people come off, um, they don't want to pull the trigger because it's been a while. This dude came, not only did he just knock a dude out, he knocked the best dude in his division mm-hmm. who's never been beat. Like, it, he's amazing. Like, it's ridiculous. Not even, it's, I, every time I see him fight, it's amazing, but this was, I was like, wow. We're really watching, like, one of the greatest athlete ever. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. Like like I said, having had injuries and coming back to sports and stuff, I'm with I'm with Shannon Sharp. I completely agree. Like it's really hard to come back after, you know, an injury or anything of that or just even taking time off. So to come back and perform at the level in which John Jones performed at, my hat hats off to hats off to him. He was beyond prepared, pool. and he did an amazing job. That gene pool is ridiculous. Yeah. They need to do a 30 for 30 on the Joneses, that, by the way. I, I don't know what's taking so long. They really need to do that because that family is ridiculous. you got two NFL players, two people with ring. Well, actually, his little brother. Oh, his little brother got a ring, right? Uh, Chandler? Chandler Jones? Did he, mm. did he have a ring? I'm not. He was with the Patriots. I wanted him years he had to get one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, he's with the Patriots, so I think he has a ring. I know his older brother got a ring. I'm like, you got two kids. Well, with which one was his older brother got... again? I'm tripping. Uh, he won a ring with the Ravens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah Arthur. So that, yeah. that gene, like I said, that gene pool is amazing. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know how you get uh, success. You know how to be like. Uh, I don't know if y'all y'all ever had those like boy and girls um club talk when it was just like. Yeah, honestly, out of this whole group, one person's going to make it for real. Like, they, yeah. this is a family. Yeah. <laughs> not only did three kids make it, but three kids that made it, like, yeah. know, on a super hot level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. A ring, one but, other ring, and then an all-star fighter. <laughs> yeah, but I had, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been going on Twitter rants, and, like, I've been, like, cussing people. Not cussing people. I've just been, like, telling people off on Twitter because people are so ignorant. They Like, this is a guy, this is a fighter named Demetrius Johnson. Who everybody's like on this wave now. Like Joe Rogan is a, a really respected commentator. So every time he says something, everybody holds it to heart. And he said like Demetrius Johnson is the greatest of all time. And everyone now is trying to say that. And I'm like, first of all, chill your little, chill your ass out, okay? DJ hasn't done nowhere near the work that John Jones has done, and not nowhere near as long as John Jones has. John Jones has fought number champions since what, two, uh, 2010, and. It'd be disrespectful if you DJ who just got his belt like two years ago to compare it. So I just had to do that small rant. I could go on forever and ever, but I'm going to say that for another. 
Uh, all right, man. I appreciate it. But and um, so then following John Jones's last bout, what's his, when's his next event? Or have nobody? They haven't announced anything yet. The, oh, by the way, he called out Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, that's very interesting. He, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, not, it's not gonna happen though. Oh. Oh, don't worry, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Um, Brock Lesnar uh, is acting as if it is going to. But Brock Lesnar is still suspended, and um, yeah. he's not. He has to also clear the USADA pool because he failed the drug test. So he has to go. He has to re-enter that, and that takes six months. John Jones isn't that. So they said the next time, if they do fight, it will have to be next year. So John okay. Jones is gonna fight in between that. So if they do fight, which is still possible, it's not gonna happen this year. It's gonna happen next year. And I don't know if Brock Lesnar is really gonna do it. I think Brock Lesnar is gonna call it a career. He will get dogged by John Jones. Oh, by far, he's already looked slow. I completely, he's, he's already I completely slow agree. Wrestling on WWE, so hey, <laughs> ain't no point. Yeah, it's, I mean honestly, that'll probably be, that'll probably be the most watched UFC fight of all time. Honestly, though. John Jones versus Brock Lesnar, that is amazing. Like, yeah. who wouldn't want to see that? I will, I will um, actually watch that one. That'll be the one I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I can actually talk about it next time we talk on the podcast. So, yeah, I won't be uninformed. <laughs> but, but honestly, John Jones' next fight is probably going to be against this guy named Alexander Gunderson, who's like the guy, that's the only guy who had a close fight, who had a legitimately close fight where people thought John Jones lost. So that's more than likely going to be the next fight, and I hope they do fight because I want mm. them to squash this. And if John Jones wins this fight, he is going to bump up the heavyweight because there's nobody else to. He literally cleared out his whole division. That's how good he is. Yeah. Like he literally beat everybody in that division that's relevant. Now I will say to John Jones's point, like I that's one of the one few fighters that I kind of know off the back of my hand, and I've been like, man, this is a really impressive guy. The only problem I always see that he is always in, caught him in some out outside of fighting situations, like you know drugs and all those other things. I feel like if he can get that act together or get the support from his family, then he'll really be ascending to the next level. So I think he has the support of his family. It's just the fact that I think it's just, when you're on that level, you're just so good and, and you don't even really try. Like, you're just you. that That's good. like Michael Vick. Life's just something easy, man. Like, when people just do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael Vick. Yeah. Well, Michael Vick, but, but the thing is, Michael Vick took L's, though. Don't he took L's, but he really felt like he was Michael Vick. He was Atlanta, and he did not have to read the play because he yeah, was Michael that's Vick. That's true, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I agree with you, bro. That's what's up, though. Okay, okay. Well, then, I right, appreciate you, Josh, uh, on that take. And, Jasmine, you know, sorry, listeners, I, I have no input hardly in the in the subject. But I will get better. I will. Trust me. I will get better. No, he ain't. I will. He, I was going to say, no, he's Watch not. me. I will watch. I'm going to read the summary on ESPN. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. I got y'all. Do not lie to our listeners. I got y'all. They do not appreciate like that. Like Issa Rae saying, insecure, I got y'all. We got y'all. <laughs> okay, that was cool. Like I said, stop Anyways. lying to your listeners because I ain't going to sit here and lie and say, oh, I'm about to start learning more about baseball. I don't care. Like, don't sit. I'm not going to lie to them. That's well, true. Speaking of baseball, that's actually a great uh, transition for me, uh, brother. <laughs> I know, hey, I know. Hey, y'all, don't get, don't get <laughs> sad and moody. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a quick update. I just, I just want to say. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I just want to say a couple of things about baseball real quick, guys. So, for the Washington Nationals, it's, um, we're still 20 games over 500. We have a big series with the Cubs, which could be a potential NLDS um, postseason preview for this upcoming postseason. Um, again, don't forget DC people who are Nationals fans out there or just a game or a fan of the game. All-Star 2018 is in DC next year. Don't forget, please, please, please get hyped for it. 
But besides that, though, the Nationals are looking good. 12 games up in the division over the Miami Marlins. The Dodgers are still the number one team in the entire MLB with uh, 78 wins and only 32 losses. They have the best 50 game. Like, hey, I got a question. What up? The, 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 um, it's, it's baseball season. You said what? It's really baseball season. Oh, God. Ignorant. Anyway. <laughs> That's like me asking, did John just really fight last Saturday? Yeah, he, it's baseball so season. That ain't different. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've been watching, like, ESPN. I've been watching, like, first take. They don't even be talking about baseball. I'm because sorry. it's a long I season. Just, you can't talk about who's worth a game when it's 182 games, I mean, 62 games to be played. That, they, they're only going to talk about baseball when the, when the wild card race is heating up and it's getting close to September baseball. That's the most opportune time to talk about baseball. But right now, it's still August. It's still early. We don't know who's going to be in which division leader. So it's still early, though. But all you need to know is the Dodgers are damn good. Nationals are right behind them. And the Cubs are still the Cubs. And if you need to, uh, you want any excitement coming up, just look look for this weekend again. A lot of previews that are really good for the Nationals and Cubs series and then the Dodgers as well. Uh, the NL, um, the, I'm sorry, in the uh, AL, um, the, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and also the Cleveland Indians are also your top teams there, too. So, again, the postseason race is heating up. Uh, keep keep a lookout for all my baseball fans out there. Um, it's a very exciting time. I uh, hope the Nationals can really pull it all the way through. We got to really uh, we improved our bullpen from being the weakest to almost a strength. Still looking pretty crappy right now. But we're getting there. So, hopefully, Strasburg comes back healthy. Serge's neck is okay. And we have all of our pitchers and people in for the play of postseason. So, I can't wait. Yeah. Now, that's baseball, y'all. So, back to the other uh, other sports of things. Uh, Jasmine, you had a game on Sunday. Was it Sunday? No, not it's Sunday. What sport. game was that? Hall of Fame? In the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. What game was it? I mean, what, not game was it. I'm sorry, y'all. What day Thursday. was it? Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. My boys are back. That star is shining bright. That star is shining bright down in gonna, Dallas. That's going to be your call forever, though. That forever. That star is shining bright down in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Ooh, there's a little glow I see in the corner of my eye. Is that, that a star or a circle? I'm sorry. Let me stop. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, training camp is, is in full motion, y'all. I know we're all excited, especially Josh, because he feels like Christian McCaffrey is going to make a huge impact for his team. How you speak for me? I ain't even saying nothing about you. I was I I speaking of what you guys got, and that's a good pickup. Woohoo. Um, but yes, um, training camp's in full motion. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I really haven't been looking at anything because I really don't like watching training camp because I'm afraid of injuries. So, yeah. That's why I don't watch it. And I'm just, I'm like, uh, preseason is cool, but I wish we already had played two of those things, not four of them, even though the last game really don't matter. Nah, I want four. Why you want four? Because, man, you got to, like, it's not for the starters. It's I feel like you do better. one with the starters and then one with everybody else. Uh, no, because honestly, that, that, that second game could be fruit. Like, I want to see consistency. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm with Josh. I want consistency. Well, then, then make it three, then. Not four, though. But honestly, honestly, what, what will we get? Will we get Victor Cruz without the preseason multiple games? Because he showed his ass and earned that starting spot. He, I remember like, that I remember that training camp, too. Rex was like, who is that? Who is like, that? I mean, <laughs> I, understand, I understand for player safety and all that stuff, but, like, man, like, let these kids play, man. I, I want these guys, these, these uh, undrafted free agents, mm-hmm. these first-round picks, I want them to earn their money. I mean, and that's true, man. That's why, I, if, I mean, if, I, I understand. If anything, if anything, just bench the starters. If that's what you yeah. like, if you want to go. Yeah. I'm saying you go halfway with the starters and do the other half of them and then do halfway, halfway. 
I just feel like nah, I want, I, if anything, just have them play the third game. That's the most important game. I mean, that's and then true. If you want, just have just have to start to play one series every other game. Yeah, and and that's what they usually. Man, that's the way they do it now. But I, I mean, I agree. I just, I just again, it's all about injuries for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sick of it. I but football. No, I understand. Football's I understand. hard. I hate, I hate losing the season. Yeah. I hate losing games. I mean, losing players because of preseason. Absolutely. But, and at the end of the day, that is part of the game. I mean, yeah. you hate it, but. I hate I hate when bomb ass fights are happening and one of them um, don't go through because of an injury. Yeah. But guess what? It happens. There's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. But then let me ask y'all this though: since training camp is like in full motion right now, what is the most exciting thing that you're looking forward to seeing in your training camp, prospective training camps? And I'll let you go first, Josh. For your oh, before, before before before, I, before we get through that, this, go ahead. Before I go into this, I, let me say also: if it wasn't for training camp. Kelvin Benjamin also would have probably been healthy for our Super Bowl season. Now, I don't know how that season would have went. Well, there but, you go. Um, That's my point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, you never, you never, no, I'm saying, like, we might not have been 15 to 1. We very well might have been 6 to 10 again. Who knows? I'm not but, sure. Um, nah, you never know. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, but, but what are you most excited about, though? What am I most excited about? About the Panthers. Um, well, I'm of course excited about the new pickups. I mean, I want to mm-hmm. see. Uh, I love our pass rush. Our pass rush got a bunch of veterans, got young me, and we're going to be ferocious. Our front seven, seven is going to be crazy, uh, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from James Bradbury. That's uh, our our cornerback we picked up two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Well, technically last year, and I would to replace Josh Norman. First of all, he had a beast last year. Like he had a beast rookie season. He didn't play against uh, Julio when he got the 300 yards. By the way, he's going to throw it out there. He um, definitely hurt his toe, so he wasn't there, and that was part of the reason why he got, like, Julio went. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the reason. But, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I mean, that was a big reason. I didn't say that no, was the reason. It was I mean, 2% reason. Get over. Yeah. Regardless, shut up. 98% um, was Julio. <laughs> regardless, regardless. I'm really excited to see him. He's been beasting this uh, this preseason. Not preseason, mm. but this uh, training camp. He, Kelvin Benjamin can't get a catch on him, it seems like. And uh, also, Daryl Worley, our other state um, in the corner we got. I'm really I'm excited about our defense. Our offense, I'm still worried about. <clears throat> I hate every. Oh my geez, you know what? Matter of fact, I think I got two L's a week actually. So that's you know what? I'm I'm gonna save that for later because I'm about to. Woo, someone's gonna get it. But regardless, I'm excited. I am excited about Cam and Chris, Christian McCaffrey. See how that offense is gonna run, especially John to do it there. Everyone, I don't know if everyone's seen it, but he put Luke Kuechly on skate. So I was really hyped to see that. You know, even if it was one on one, you know you're doing something. Yeah, like I said, to put Keekly on skate, not once but twice, like it's impressive. So I'm really hyped, and he burst, he breaks off of one of our our, our linebackers too. I'm really hyped to see Christian McCaffrey coming out the backfield running route because I don't think people are really going to be able to cover him. Now it's going to be on Cam whether he can hit him because Mm -hmm. Cam likes to overshoot people sometimes. (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. All right, Um, Jasmine, what about you though? Um, so from training camp, I have concerns about our secondary, even though reports from training camp have been saying that our secondary is actually going to surprise people because they're really young and athletic. Um, we have some, we got some height in our secondary now, and we have some, um, guys back there who apparently can jump with some of the taller wide receivers in the um, NFL. So I'm interested to see because, I mean, every day they're going against a a pretty solid, I would say, maybe above solid secondary Mm -hmm. core in the the Cowboys. You got Dez, you got Williams, even though 
Yeah. <laughs> you have uh, Bryce Butler. You have um, Whitley. Yeah, I mean, you have a few different people. You got Whit in there. So I'm interested to see that. Um, need to see more from Taco. Definitely need to see more from Taco. He's not, thus far in um, preseason, he's not really giving us what we need as far as um, defensive pressure goes and and creating that defensive pressure. Um, I did like to see, I like to see how Damian Wilson played in the game um, against, uh, who did they play? Oh, the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals. I enjoyed how Damian Wilson played. He had um, three tackles. He had one of three tackles for loss. He had a hit on the quarterback, um, and he had one sack um, by the defense. So that was good. Definitely saw some highlights from um, Alfred Morris. Morris is in a battle right now for locking up that third um, running back spot for the Cowboys because apparently we actually have some depth there um, this year. So him and McFadden are in a battle, and right now after the first game on Thursday, the the winner so far, the leader, is Morris because Morris had 42 yards on seven carries, um, whereas Darren McFadden finished with a negative six yards on three carries. Um, yeah. I mean, so – I'll be interested to see how that battle ends up. I mean, right now on the depth roster going into Thursday's game, Darren McFadden was listed ahead of Alfred Morris. Um, But I'll be interested to see after the production if that actually changes. Um, And then we actually get to play the Cardinals this season, so that'll be an interesting battle. Um, But the biggest highlight for me, is Jalen Smith. He is going to be a monster, um, I think. And all reports are showing that he is actually ahead of schedule as far as healing. Um, They didn't necessarily foresee him practicing as much as he is, but he's already stringing um, two- and three-day practices in a row together with pads, um, with uh, helmets and shoulder pads and, you know, shorts on. So he's already stringing together um, practices, which to me is, like, absolutely beautiful to see because I think he's going to be a monster and all indications say like he looks like a juggernaut mm-hmm. out there so it could be I'm to him yeah it could I mean it could be a risk you know that really pays off for Dallas and I mean we could really use one defensively mm-hmm. um so that adds some depth and I'm actually also interested my last point is I don't know if you guys know about Rico Gathers. He's he's fighting for a tight end pos- position behind Witten. Um and he scored his first touchdown since um I think like elementary school or middle school they said. I mean, he's that he was that Baylor forward. Um he played forward for Baylor the last few seasons, pursued basketball and then decided to transition. He's a huge target for us. So he could end up being like a really good target um, and give some real relief to Witten. If he can develop in his um, pass protection and he can develop in maybe some of his run protection, we can put him in some of those jumbo packages on the line. 
and his run blocking. That would be awesome because he's, I mean, he's he's a monster as far as, like, physical abilities. Um, and what they did is they just throw the ball really high to the corner. I mean, he's 6'6", six, six, mm-hmm. 290 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just throw the ball high and up. It's the equivalent of gathering a rebound off the backboard. So I'm really excited to see what um, comes of it, hoping Dak and Ezekiel have great seasons. And not a sophomore slow. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think so. He has too many weapons. Yeah. And we could always relieve. I think it's always important when going into your second um, season as a quarterback after having success, you got to have a a um, a run game that you can rely on cuz that'll that'll relieve some pressure. All right. Well, I'm most excited about hopefully, I'm mean, just hopefully, good lord. I'm most excited about Here we go. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I'll, I'll hang up in a minute. You keep on going. <laughs> keep on going. Yeah, I can put, put you on mute. You'll never be heard again. All right. But I'm most excited for us not to let ourselves be sulked from the Super Bowl loss and see how we can, you know, overcome that terrible defeat and not let ourselves sulk in all the uh, disappointment like the Panthers did going from 15-1 to 6-10. Oh, so we won't, we won't be in those same shoes. Uh, I'm really excited to see how the defense progresses because, our, again, our team is entirely young. Uh, this, our players are like between the ages of 22 to 25, 27, 28. It's really it's a good young talent. So I'm excited to see how they hold want on, to progress. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what, Josh? Go ahead. Go ahead and say your ignorant stuff. What, what did you say? I said that my our team is young. Everybody's between the 22 to 28 age range on defense oh, and offense. Oh, you said 28. Yeah. Like, like. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, okay. So as I continue, <laughs> don't don't bring up twenty eight no more, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself because no. I can't let you talk Falcons around me. It's all it's all good. You know, I was telling listeners, I was telling Josh earlier today that our team, me and Josh's teams, are coincide for a really fun fact. So we both lost to the same teams in the Super Bowl. Panthers lost to the Broncos uh, two years ago or a year ago, and we lost to the Broncos in 98. Both were washed. Um, and then we both lost to the Patriots. Uh, of course, Jake DeLone and them lost to Adam Van Terry's kick on a last-minute field goal kick, and we lost. Uh, you know how we lost. So, um, but yes, I am excited about the Falcons and all the good things to come. I will be there for the home opener versus Green Bay at the Dome. Mercedes-Benz, here we go. Can't wait. Uh, for the birthday weekend, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see the squad though. Um, see what happens with the defense, especially, and how fast they look. And especially when we go against Christian McCaffrey, and see if they could put my defense on skates. But I don't think they can. He, he probably won't. So yeah. Can can we not brag about your defense? Your defense gave up 20 Can we can we say that they could have stayed on the field, the offense, because Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan or Morris or Kyle Shanahan didn't want to run the ball? Okay, I'll let that go. We'll let that go. Okay. Speaking of the Hall of Fame game, <laughs> we also had some Hall Hall of Fame inductees as well. Uh, so the class of twenty seventeen was represented by our Falcons own Morton Anderson, the greatest kicker who won us the uh, the kick against the Minnesota Vikings in the 1998 NFC Championship game, got us to the Super Bowl. Uh, we got running back Terrell Davis, safety Kenny Easley, uh, the owner and general manager, good old Jasmine's own 
Jerry Jones, uh, defensive end I Jason Taylor, my eyes. Uh, <laughs> defensive end Jason Taylor, uh, running back LT Dalian Thomason, and quarterback Kurt, Kurt Warner. Uh, it was a really good good class. They got inducted uh, on Thursday. Oh, actually, it was on Sunday, I think. Um, and um, you know, just looking back at all their success, it, it was a really true successful career for a lot of those guys. Some got rings. Some guys got a lot of good stat numbers and. Really saved a lot of games, uh, but yeah, I, I congratulations to the class of 2017. Uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen next year for 2018. But yeah, that was your Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, go Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So um, next thing we got on the on the show is um, let me know challenge. Just real quick, um, I was asking everybody over the past two weeks uh, if you were if you were to like hang out with your favorite athlete or you know famous person, who would you want to hang out with and why? And um, just I just want to give like a quick one or two minutes like to each everybody on the show like um, so who would you guys pick to want to hang out with famous famous wise like athlete or whatever. You go ahead first, Josh. I feel like uh, I'm Floyd Mayweather. Well. He ain't my favorite athlete, but I would definitely hang out with Floyd Mayweather. One because I feel like he That's always funny. got stacks on, and I think he'd be generous enough to keep watching. Like I'm gonna crack enough jokes, and he's gonna be like, "All right, yeah, here you go." So um, that that's like one of the biggest reasons. Two. He lives lavish, man. Like, he, you know he pays for everything. So, like, I'm literally going to go to the most expensive spot, and I'm going to be like, hey, bro, you want to go here? You want to go here? Wanna... If we're hanging out, like, I got to get my mm-hmm. money worth. I'm going to get a stack, and I get to hang out with all these, um, over all these like, bad joints. Man, please, sign me up. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. Sign me up, please, Floyd Mayweather. What about you, Jasmine? Um, mm, this is a hard one for me. Uh, it took me a really long time to come up with this. Um, Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, we know. We know. Because when you change the question, it like it changed mm-hmm. up my answer. Um, because when the original question was like who we wanted to just to just meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I would want to meet MJ. Like for me, that was no no question. Mm-hmm. Like I want to meet Michael. Um, <laughs> no, if Andrew. See, the only thing about that, you you would still want to meet him, even though you heard that he's an ass. Yeah, I still want to meet him. Sit down with him, figure out why are you <laughs> such an asshole? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, why are you such an asshole? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, but now when you want to hang out with someone, Lord, man, I, that's some, that's a whole different question. The money team. I, I would actually, if I'm looking for a good time, mm-hmm. I think I would go for <laughs> <Floyd> Mayweather. <laughs> like, unfortunately, like, I kind of hate to say it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would go with Floyd. Like. He's, if I'm just looking late. to hang out and just have a good time mm-hmm. and just have experiences that I will probably never have again and be around gorgeous women, like, <laughs> I can't, no one else is doing that or no one else, I haven't seen really anyone else doing that or living that lifestyle other than Floyd. I feel you. Okay. Who would you do? I'll do Julio. Julio. Julio Jones. Julio. 
it's, it's, of it's, course. It's, it's 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 cool because I mean I look you know I follow this man on you know on the gram and snap and everything all the things he does his business moves his uh the, his acquaintances that you he be chilling with um outside of football the entertainment that he go he gets himself involved into all the different charity events and stuff and you know what I'm saying it's, 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 he like he, he, he so you gonna, be, do all, you gonna do all that one so you telling me you gonna hang out with celebrities you gonna go to a charity event no I'm I'm not talking about that I'm talking about in terms of his character and the person that he is though but in terms of like having fun and shit yeah he like he, he can. That was the most PC answer you could have made. You flew for that. <laughs> I had nobody else I really could think about, though, for real. I mean, I was really thinking about, like, an owner or something because I want to ball out hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, an owner, like, off the blank or something. Shoot. You want to choose Julio? Julio drop. You want to choose the most modest freaking wide receiver of all time? He don't know how modest he is, but out you know from the football field, he he you know he 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 play hard, but you know you don't know. Oh, I know he play hard, but I'm talking about off. You don't say nothing. Off the field, he's like, very he's modest. He's modest, but like, you know he he got he got uh, you know. I don't he's know. low key too. Low key. Like I, he's I'm low key. key. Yeah. He's modest. Yeah. I could actually see James hanging with Julio. Yeah. Given James's personality, yeah. I could see him hanging with Julio. You know, I'm not. I'm, I can. I can never hang with Floyd. Uh, he'd be leaving me in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, we're going out again. All tired, dog. Well, what's this new girl? Where she come from? Damn, dang, Brittany is second here. I don't. I don't even party or anything like that. But at the end of the day, if I'm going, y'all don't talk about hanging out somebody for a good time. I'm going with Floyd. I mean, he gonna give y'all the grand time. I was gonna say I I pick Floyd simply because I feel like I would do we would do things that I will never do again. <laughs> like because of because of his money. Like I just feel because of his money and the way that he just so freely spends his money, mm-hmm. we would we would have experiences that I'm never gonna have again. It's just That's not gonna true. happen. It's not gonna happen again. Perfect. And then I'm going to uh, bet him for a wrestling match. And then just take him <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but alright guys appreciate that, uh, that did who won what what, what, what was, the, was yeah. the winning I mean it's really not a win it was more out of people's opinion but the, most, oh, okay. ones, the ones that got the most was um, Tiger Woods I don't know why really yeah I don't know why what I don't know why <laughs> Tiger Woods was one. yeah Tiger Woods was one LeBron James is another one I mean of course that's a popular choice but I don't know he seems dry to me on LeBron doesn't say, LeBron just have you in the gym exactly. working out that's it. Like, working out that's you just gonna be in the gym Z. working out listening <laughs> to Jay and Meek Mills which is a good new album they, 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 they probably trying to just go to his house cause you know that house is amazing oh dog which house <laughs> Which one are we referring to? Uh, this one in Cleveland. Uh-huh. Oh, you think people want to go to that one? I thought you guys were referring to his L.A. house. Because yeah. if I'm going to a LeBron James house, I'm going to the, his L.A. Yeah. house. Yeah. Which one is the one that he built? Because he and built it, one, didn't he? he? I don't remember which one he built. He probably built them all. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> but no, another one was Venus. I mean, not Venus, Serena, too. So, oh, I'm, I could yeah. definitely see yeah. that. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I'm sorry, ladies. No, I, I should have held us down. Yeah. I would only want to hang with Serena just to, like, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> be be appropriate. Be appropriate. Don't do not get yourself in trouble. Oh, I'm protecting you. Yeah, Josh is being speaking appropriate. Uh, that be was, that appropriate. Was funny. That was funny. Be uh, appropriate. Let's go alone. But I want to know um, for your from your take, Josh, uh, for L of the week though, bro, to kind of wrap up the show real quick. Uh, who's your who's your who's your two people, man? Alright, so the first and foremost is going to be the Danny Cormier uh, haters. People, um, there's a meme going out with Danny Cormier crying. 
and everyone's been trying to go on him about it. And I really can't see myself doing that because, one, I understand where he's coming from. You have people who are athletes who cried on the football field and are talking junk about this dude crying because he just lost his title. And I just think it's disrespectful. People who know who's put their all into something and put literally their heart and soul into doing something and coming up short, you're going to be emotional. And also, not to mention, he was also contest. So, um, you know, people try to act like this dude is like a punk or a chump, blah, blah, blah. It's just so disrespectful. And it's like, one, he will wax you if you ever said that to his face. And two, he is a world champ. He only got that belt because John Jones was out. And he, he went to final. This was... Daniel Cormier's final chance to fight Don Jones, and he failed. So, of course, he's going to be emotional. He's going to be sad about it, man. Like, I have no problem with no man giving his heart and soul into his craft and coming up short and being emotional about it. Same thing I have about Cam when he's upset and that he lost. Like, you can't tell these guys how to react after losing something they put their heart into. Like, half the people who complain haven't put their heart into anything. That's why they're working a dead-end job. So... You know, it's just, I, I really don't like the disrespect when it comes to people like that. He's an elite athlete. He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer. He's an amazing fighter. He's just fighting the greatest fighter in the world of, of all time. And it sucks because he also had to wrestle the greatest wrestler of all time and came up short in college. So, like, you know, it's just, it's bad luck. But that's my L of the week. You damn Cormier haters. Get on his level, then maybe talk. Until then, shut up. Oh. Um, my second is going to be the Cam haters. And I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Cam made a quick quote talking about he, he's going to continue to run, and people took that up the ass and tried to make it seem like he said that he's going to go against the coach's wishes. No, he didn't say that. He did not. There's no issue between him and Rivera. What he was saying is he is still going to run. He's just not going to do design runs as much. He doesn't care about that. But if you think he's going to stay in the pocket for the, his whole career, you got him mistaken. And Ron Rivera is okay with that. Why? Why would you take away one of your assets? That's the reason why you draft him, because he can run. You just don't want him to run as much as he has been the past five years. So all these Colin Cowherd, all these ESPN blogs and all this stuff, they got all this stuff to say about Cam. Can you please do some research first and actually watch the interview and watch Ron Rivera's interview first before assuming that Cam is saying, oh, I don't like what the coaches are saying. There's no beef. Stop trying to stir up stuff. So L of the week is for all the professionals who act like they know what Cam was talking about. No, nah, shoot. That's a true statement, man. I didn't even really know about that. Um, but I'll also tie into the, the Cam thing. This, this is my little L of the week um, for the Miami Dolphins. Do not pick up Jay Cutler. Just do not do it. If, if Tannehill's gone, do not pick up Jay Cutler. Ownership, please. I mean, you need, you need a backup, man. You need a backup. Matt Moore, just let him do it. You know about all about Matt Moore, don't you? No, Josh? Matt Moore's gonna start. You need a backup though. Yeah, I mean nobody's, but I still feel like Kaepernick is being just dog yeah. right now. But I know how we all feel about him. Yeah, better than Cap. I yeah, I feel you. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that next 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 time though on on, on episode five though. But uh, all right, guys, we're at the end of our show. Any last takes or anything else you guys want to talk about? Or oh, you're good. Go Falcons as always. Go Nationals. Go Wizards. Go Caps. How about them Cowboys? Oh no, girl. The star is shining real, real low. I can't. No, it's shining see bright. It. You're can't tripping, bro. Uh, you're tripping. Meow. Oh, and by the way, Matt Ryan is 32 years old. He's uh, not 28. Okay, but I said, said most of the people on the team. No, you said everybody on uh, offense Most and of defense. the people on the team. How about them Cowboys? We don't even no. care. Okay. Y'all well, had your chance. Matt Ryan's 32. Y'all he's the only one that's not young. Have a old, seat. But he's young in mind. Hey, you have All a seat. Right. Y'all choke. All right. Good day, y'all. <laughs>